Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the best choirs you will ever hear singing anywhere in the world. Let's welcome the Violets to give us a song. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Put your hands together for Jesus. our hearts as we come singing, praising our Redeemer, lifting our sweet song, the melody inside our hearts keeps ringing, as we raise our voices once again, and sing a song to you, the
very nice. This is one of the best I've ever heard. Hallelujah. Well, at this point in time, I believe that everyone here is ready to hear the word of God. I'm also glad to announce to you that our pastor is ready to preach the word of God. Stand to your feet with me as we welcome Bishop Eddie Faber. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one our God. Every praise, every praise is to our God. God, my Savior. God, my healer. God, my deliverer. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Jesus and somebody give the Lord a shout of a win hallelujah today is supposed to be a celebration Sunday so I need to feel your excitement I need to feel your joy hallelujah listen you are celebrating the month in which you were born you need to do that with some joy and some excitement. Come on. Hallelujah. Now, I feel that the month that will shout the loudest, that month is receiving a great miracle. bless the Lord every last Sunday of the month we gather like this in the month in which we were born and we celebrate the month amen. Yes. amen it also gives us the opportunity to know the people who are also born in the month that you were born amen so I believe that we are in good times it's a very powerful time that we are celebrating and it's even started the celebration of our father's birthday as well Hallelujah. Amen. Well, let's take our memory verse for today. Today's memory verse is in the Coco, isn't it? Romans chapter 11, verse 29. So let's take it together. Ready, go. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Okay, so gifts. God gives a lot of gifts. And then he calls just once. So gifts, calling, are without repentance. He doesn't change his mind when he gives these things. Amen. So let's take it one more time. Ready, go. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God... Are without repentance. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Ah, are we okay or we should take it one more time? We're okay. Oh, Charlie, you guys are powerful. Okay, so take it off the screen. Let's take it ready. Go. Romans chapter 11, 
verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. It's beautiful. Put your hands together for yourselves. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much this morning. We are so excited to be in your presence. Especially to have the opportunity to celebrate the month in which we were born. Thank you for bringing us into the world in these months. Lord, we pray that, Lord, as we celebrate the months, we also celebrate your goodness in our lives. We pray, O oh God, as we sit at your feet to receive your word, may we not live here the same. May the word of God, the entrance of the word, bring light and life to us, O oh God. I pray that anyone who came here discouraged me, they live here encouraged in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that our lives will not be the same again after this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, last week I started sharing with you about seven relationships you must develop with your pastor. Or your prophets. How many were here last week? Okay. Now, God's intention for us is for us to receive the maximum blessings that he has for us. Now, in God's own wisdom, he decided that the best way you can be blessed and the best way your life will become what he has ordained for you to become is when you are placed under a pastor. Can I hear somebody's amen? So when you read the Bible in Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 14, the Bible says that he said, I will take one out of a city and two out of a family and I will bring them to Zion. Zion is the church. So you will find out that God has taken all of us, one from a city, two from a family, And he has brought us to the church. And even the fact that we are sitting in the months in which we were born is also a way to place us under pastoral care. So when he brought us to the church, the Bible says in verse 15, he said, and I will give you. (laughs) Are you excited about that? I will give you pastors after my own heart We shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. The reason for that, when you read further in verse 17, it says that so that you will no longer walk after the imaginations of your evil heart. So we all have certain imaginations in our hearts that we follow after. We don't even know it. But when you come to church... And God places you under a pastor. As you hear the word of God, as you are taught, as you receive knowledge, as you receive understanding, you begin to move away from the evil imaginations of your heart. The things that take you into all the things that the devil wants you to go in. God, through the pastor, will take you away from those things so that you can enter into the blessings of the Lord. Oh, I don't know what I'm speaking to somebody here. But I see somebody, you are entering into a great blessing that God has for you. If you believe it, can I hear your loudest amen? 
So God gives us pastors. And that is why we don't want anybody in the church to be left out. So what we are having today is an attempt to capture everybody under pastoral care. Hallelujah. The church is very big. It's a big church. But the reason why it's big, so that you can be included. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes I heard people say, oh, the church, there are too many people there. I don't want to be. No, the reason why the church is big, so that you can also be a part of it. So the church is big enough to include you, but it's also small enough for you to be known. Yeah. So as soon as you are part of the month of August or the exciting month of October, hallelujah, straight away you are known. Yeah. And you also begin to know people who were born in the same month. And some of you don't even have friends, but at least you have something in common with somebody. So oh, we are all excited in October. It becomes more exciting. Oh, I thought you were going to put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, why do we go through all these things? So that whatever blessing God wants for you to have, you have it. I mean, the saddest thing that could happen is that you are in the church and you are not being blessed in the church. No, that is not God's plan for you. God's plan is that you will be blessed. You will enjoy church. I mean, the place you want to go to anytime will be church. Because that's where God has ordained to bless you. Now, people also come to the church, but they don't receive the maximum benefits and the blessings they must have in the church. And that is why I'm sharing with you, seven relationships you must develop with your pastor. You see, the pastor is the person who is with you all the time. I can say from start to finish. Yes. Times when you are sad, times when you are happy, times when you are moody, times when so many times the pastor is the one who is there. So it's important that we understand the relationship we must have with our pastors or the prophet that God has given to you. Yeah. And that's why I'm sharing with you seven things. And I started last week. Last week I gave you four, isn't it? We'll try and finish today. Now, but the first one we said was that you need to know your pastor. Yeah. At least if you don't know anything, know the name of your pastor. Ask the next person, do you know the name of your pastor? Today I was talking to somebody in one of the months, and the person didn't know the name of the pastor of the month. So ask one more time, do you know the name of the pastor of this month? You see, people are confused now. Yeah. You see, what you know about the person will determine how you even relate with the person. We're saying that Bishop Dag is our pastor. What do you know about him? What you know will determine how you relate with him. Yes. Do you know that he's a prophet? Maybe you don't know. But there are utterances he has made. And over the years, we have seen them come to pass. 
That's the definition of a prophet. A prophet is someone who speaks something and it comes to pass. See the thing and it comes to pass. Yeah. But you see, when you don't know him as a prophet, when he relates with you in a certain way, you, don't, you won't receive. Do you know him as a teacher? Do you know him as an apostle? How many churches have been planted through his ministry? Do you know him as, um, as an author that he has books he has written? There are so many. Do you know him as a composer of songs? Do you know that all the songs that Lady Pastor Ida sings, it's Bishop who wrote them. Wow, you didn't know that. Every one of them, he wrote the songs. Hi, James. Um, take, uh, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. All my days I give to thee. To love you, Lord, is the command Lord I want to love you more fall in love with you so deeply Lord show me how to love you more I don't want to serve without loving you oh that he wrote it there. Oh, he put all that there. Did you know that one? Oh, put your hands together. Yes. Yeah. Now, if an instrumentalist is relating with the bishop, for instance, and doesn't know him as a composer, you will not even understand when he's correcting you about the way you are playing the keyboard. And you will miss a certain blessing that should come to you. So knowing him is so important. I don't want to go through all that because we said all that last week. It's already taking my time. You know, but we also said that, number two, you must see him in the right way. See him in the right way. How do you see him? Do you see him as, uh, you know, like we were saying last week, that some people see the pastor as somebody who doesn't tell me what I want to hear. He's always speaking negative things. Prophet of doom. But God has not called the pastor to tell you what you want to hear. He has called him to tell you what will help you and benefit you and make you become a better Christian. It may not sound nice, but it's what you need. Tell somebody it may not sound nice, but it's what you need. So we saw how the king was really, King Ahab was relating with Prophet Micaiah. See that he said, this guy doesn't say anything good to me. Number three, we said, don't see your pastor or your prophet as your enemy. People see your pastor. He said in 1 Kings 21, Kinehab, same Kinehab. When he saw Elijah, he said, oh, my enemy, have you found me? How can your pastor be your enemy? He's not your enemy. He's the one who has been given to you to help you become a, a better person. Number four, we said that you must develop a long-standing relationship with your pastor. 
It shouldn't be a two-day, one-week, one-month kind of relationship. You won't get the best out of him. You will not. If you are here, decide that I'm going to be here and I'm going to stay here to the very end. Because some things, you begin to see them after a period of time. Yeah. And we saw that Shunammite woman who knew the prophet when she didn't have a child. When she, she was married, she didn't have eggs to give birth. And her, her husband was also an old man. But the Bible says that she met the prophet. And through the relationship with the prophet, she got pregnant. She had a child. Still the relationship was there. The child grew one year, two years, three years, four years, five years. The child grew to the extent that the child could go to the farm. Still, the relationship was there. And one day the child was sick. And the Bible said the woman carried the child to the room where the prophet sleeps. It means the prophet used to come there, to the room. Placed the child there. Child died. Went to call the prophet. The prophet came to raise the child up. All that she was still having a relationship with the prophet. Later chapter 8, Bible says that there was a famine in the land and the prophet told the woman, go away from the land for seven years. She went away for seven years. She came back. Still, she had a relationship with the pastor. Long standing. It's not something you have today and then tomorrow you don't have it anymore. Then the Bible also says that um, so she had this long standing relationship and she was blessed by it. Now today, I just want to add three more quickly and then we close. Number five, you need to believe in your pastor. Believe. Tell somebody, believe. Oh, say it where I believe. (laughs) Yeah. But you can be in the church and you don't believe. And you must believe to the extent that even what he says should sound to you like a prophecy. Do you think that what your pastor says to you is like a prophecy to you? Or it's like, oh, this one. Oh, one of those things that you are saying. Yeah. But you can be in the church and not benefit because you don't believe. When you read Matthew chapter 9, the Bible says that one time Jesus had gone to Jairus' house and he was leaving. And when he left in verse 27, Bible says that two blind men followed him. They were crying, saying, Thou son of David, have, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to him, Believe ye that I am able to do this. And said, Ye Lord. Verse 29. Then touch he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. (laughs) And the Bible says that, and their eyes were open. And Jesus charged them saying, see that no man know it. But they were following, they were still blind. They were crying. Hey, hey, still they were blind. They were calling, hey, hey, still they were blind. Because it is not your crying that will make you have your miracle. It is your belief that will make you have your miracle. 
You can be crying in the church. But if you don't believe what your pastor is saying. If you don't believe what your prophet is saying. You will be going through that thing for a long time. Some people should have built a house by now. But we don't believe what the prophet says. When he even says that we should not go for loans. <laughs> it's like, oh, this thing. Oh. We don't believe it, so it's your opinion. But if you see it as a prophetic word from God that your pastor is giving to you, don't go for a loan. By now, your life would have changed. A lot of people are carrying debts. Because loan, your car you are driving loans, your shirt you are wearing loan, your shoe is loan. Everything loan. So even when you are walking, sometimes you don't pass through some places because that place you are only people on that lane. Yeah, when the call comes, you look at the number, this number. I don't know this number, I will not pick it. But you could have avoided all that. If you believe what the prophet said. It's a prophecy. I remember when my wife was pregnant with uh, our second daughter. And I told Bishop that my wife is pregnant. He said, wow, great. Then he said, he said something. He said, I want you people to go to this doctor. That's what he said. Then he asked, will you go? I said, Bishop, we'll go. We'll go. You know, we had plans. We were trying to organize to go and see a certain doctor. But when he said it, I said, listen, we are going there. And I'm glad we went. You know, you may not know, but it is something. Maybe it's delivering us from something. We may not know it. Oh, me, I have my doctor, Dr. Sobojo. He's a very great doctor. If I see that doctor, my wife will be okay. Look at you. You don't believe what the prophet is saying. But something you are being delivered from, if you believe the prophets. <laughs> As the next person, do you have some that that you have to go to? You see, some people that the pastor will recommend a sister. That oh, Charlie, have you considered this sister? Oh, like someone said, you look at the person from head to foot. So, no, I don't like this one. Does he has a? She's not my type. She's, you are still here. You are not married. You are like the blind man crying, 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 crying. But we have given you a direction. He said, no. I have some people in my mind now. I'm thinking about them. I've recommended some sisters to them. They didn't take it. They are here. And there are some people I recommended. Today, they are enjoying. They are very happy in their marriage. You sit there. <laughs> <laughs> but you should be able to believe what the pastor is saying. Do you believe? Do you believe? They don't believe it. One day the Bible says in Second Kings chapter seven that there was famine in the land. The people were struggling, no food to eat. Bible says that one whatever was sold for something. The head of an animal. They were selling the head and other things. 
And then the prophet came on the scene, chapter 7, verse 1. Then he said, Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow about this time. <laughs> tomorrow about this time, something is about to happen. I mean, can you imagine if I came here and I said that tomorrow morning, tomorrow is a holiday, isn't it? I said, tomorrow morning, first of May, they are going to sell a bag of rice for one peso. <laughs> How many realize that you see that you won't believe what I'm saying? And that's how it is. Anytime the prophet or the pastor says something, it sounds like that to you. Mm. No, this one there. Wait, dear. Uh, we, we, we beg you. We beg you. And a lot of people, that's how we react. Are you sure you heard from God? You are saying that's here the Lord, but that's here the Lord. And it happened. When you read the Bible says in verse 2 that there was a certain officer on whose hand the king leaned. <laughs> yeah, he felt very big because the king was leaning on his hand. See, if you don't take care, even your position can affect the way you relate to your pastor. Ah, me, I'm this, I am that. It has nothing to do with that. God is not looking at who you are and whatever. He's giving you a pastor. If he has anything for you, he will pass it to the pastor to you. You may be bank manager. You may be uh, uh, whatever, whatever. You still need to submit to the pastor and receive from the pastor. That is how you'll be blessed. But people will not do it. The guy said, if even God will create windows in heaven. And what he doesn't know is that there are windows in heaven. Bible says he will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. There are windows already, but he didn't, he didn't even know it. He said, if even God will open windows in heaven, he doesn't think that this is possible. The prophet said, eh, you will see it with your eyes, but you will not partake of it. And it happened exactly as the man of God said. The lepers who went into the Syrian camp and all the people ran away and they had food in abundance. They came back to say, listen, there is food. Come and see. As they were running, then they came to say that thing. The officer said, oh, you people, do you believe? Don't mind this. The people said, Shreman saying, what is this that you are talking? We are going. He was standing there. They stepped on him. Stepped on him. The guy died. He saw it. But he didn't enjoy it. Hey, that shall not be your story. I see you having a good relationship with your pastor. So that you can enjoy every benefit. And blessing. Yeah. Second Chronicles chapter 20. King Jehoshaphat was faced with a battle. Three nations were coming to fight him. He didn't know what to do. Then the Bible said the spirit of the Lord came upon the prophet, the pastor. And the pastor got up, 2 Chronicles 20 verse 14. He said, hear O Israel, this, that, that, that. you don't need to fight in this battle. God will fight this battle for you. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So as the people were listening to the thing, it sounds very wild because the guy said, everybody should stay back. Let the worship leaders, let the choristers, let the singers, let them go ahead and all the rest you. Hey, 
what kind of battle plan is this? That we are going to fight people with AK-47 machine guns. We are coming. Praise thy name. Oh, they are going to kill all of us. But he said, the Bible says that King Jehoshaphat stood up. Because he realized that people would not believe the thing. He said, men and brethren. He said, believe the Lord your God. Believe the Lord your God. And you shall be established. But believe the prophets. Believe the pastor. Believe what this pastor is saying. And you shall prosper. Word prosper is a word chalak. Sometimes you are locked up in something. But chalak means to come out. Chalak means to come boldly. Chalak means to enter your blessing. Chalak means to go into the things God has for you. Some of you are not entering your blessing. You are not entering your miracle because you don't believe. But today, I see people who believe. May you enter your miracle. Enter your blessing. If you believe it, shout yes. Believe the Lord your God, you shall be established. But believe his prophet. Believe the pastor he has given to you. And you shall prosper. Oh, I see people. QSC, you are going to prosper. I see people who believe the prophet that God has given to us. I see prosperity coming to us. Believe. As the neighbor said, do you believe? Do you? Do you? believe number six I need to close I need to close number six be humble and don't be offended in your pastor do what be humble and don't be offended because you can be offended in your pastor in Matthew chapter 11, the Bible says that one day John the Baptist, he was in prison. Verse 2. He sent a message. Now when John had in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples to go and find out. Charlie, <laughs> are you the one to come? Or we should expect somebody else? Because me, I am here in prison you are there raising the dead and doing all sorts of things and I'm here are you sure you are the Jesus because I'm expecting that you should bring the miracle to the prison and come and let the people know that you are the Christ and move me out of the prison but you are there so when he sent the message to Jesus Jesus also sent a message back to them he said to them go and show John the things you hear and see (laughs) the blind are receiving their sight, the lame is walking, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, poor have the gospel read to them. Verse 6, he said, and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. It was a direct message to John because he could see that John was becoming offended. What is it? Since we came to the church, we are seeing people, they come and stand there, they are giving testimony every day, every day testimony, every day testimony. Me, I never give testimony. Like, what kind of church is that? I'm going. <laughs> don't be offended. Because maybe there's something that is coming you don't even know about. You know, after Jesus spoke to the disciple, after John's disciples left, 
Then Jesus turned to his own disciples and he said to them, Charlie, you guys, let me tell you something about John. John is a very wild guy. I believe in power. He's too powerful. But he didn't say that to the people. But what he didn't know is that Jesus sees him as a very powerful guy. But he is there thinking that Jesus doesn't like him. He has neglected him. He thinks he's somebody else. But Jesus sees him as a great guy. So even though you may not see the thing you are expecting, you have no idea the plans that your pastor has for you, the things he's thinking about you. You have no idea. Pastor has great plans for you. But just that your own will not come by the reason of the dead. But there's a way your own is coming. There's a way. But you're offended. When Naaman had to go and see the prophet Elisha for his miracle. He was there. Bible says that he was everything. He was a captain, but he was a leper. People have bats in their lives. I don't know what bat is in your life. You are this, you are that, bats. You are a, a professional, you are this, but you don't have a husband. You are this, you are that, but you don't have a child. You are this, you are this, you are this, but everybody has a bat. It is your pastor who will bring that blessing of that bat, taking it away from your life. It is the pastor who will do it. But the devil will make you be offended in your pastor. When they told him that, listen, there is a man. If you can see that man, I believe that your problem will be solved. He went there. He went to stand in front of Elisha's house. Elisha sent somebody to go and tell him that, Olenoko. Go and bath. Go and bath. What kind of direction is that? You will be very angry if your pastor told you, go and bath. You came with your promise, said, go and bath. So, I'm not getting the beloved. The pastor says, go and bath. It's a message you may not know. Maybe... The reason why you don't have a beloved, anytime you stand close people, the smell that comes, nobody likes to stand by you. That's why you don't have a beloved. But you never understand it. You are bored. Pastor will ask you, do you have a deodorant? Do you have deodorant? Hey, what kind of question is that? It's a, it's a question. Use line. One day, one brother was with a sister. The smell that was coming. He wanted to say something, but he didn't know how to say it. So, as he was there, so sister, he was dancing with the sister. Said, what, what kind of perfume do you use? The sister too doesn't use any perfume. I didn't know what the, the smell that was coming from the body. And so, a certain perfume, there are three cats on it. The brother looked at the sister and said, I think one of the cats is dead. One of the cats is dead. It's dead. <laughs> well, we have to speak in Proverbs. Go and bath. That will be the solution to your problem by now. What even was in the matter that he said he should go and bath in the River Jordan? River Jordan? 
You have to be there to see River Jordan. I was there. I bathed in it. I was baptized in it. When I got there and I saw that thing, I said, ah, is this the thing that everybody is coming here to come and bath inside? Very dirty. River Jordan. But you see, you must believe that this is the river that Jesus also bathed in. And he received this. So we just went into it and we were baptized. All of us. Coolly. But the guy said, oh, they are better. I can get a better river. Look at what you are saying. This is the thing that your pastor is saying. There's a better something somewhere. Sometimes you see, the pastor is pointing at some direction. Do this. And the person, oh, but I think that this one is better. That's why you are the way you are. That's why the leprosy is there. You are leprous. You can't move further. When your miracle comes, when people are jumping to receive, your hand is like this. You can't receive your miracle. You can't receive your blessing. Because you will not accept the direction. You know a better way. Sit there with you all. But he just decided. The young lady told him. Ah, if they told you to bring Mercedes Benz now. Wouldn't you have brought it? Small bathing. Go and bath. Go and bath. Go and bath. See that things will be happening. The guy just went to bath in the water. That was it too. His skin became fresh. Fresh. Oh, I see somebody receiving your miracle. And your blessing that God has for you. Hey, I need to close. My time is up. The last one. Because I just touch on it. Next week I'll... The last relationship you must develop with your pastor. Minister to your pastor. Is it a good policy? Ask somebody, have you ever ministered to your pastor before? What did they say? Yeah. There are several ways you can minister to your pastor. First Kings chapter 19, verse 19. Quickly, let me close. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. Elijah passed by him, cast his mantle upon him. He ran after Elijah. Ah, and he said to him, go back for what have I done to you? And he returned. And he took the yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled them. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Yeah. Somebody who has a pastor, you must be ministering to the pastor. I can show you several examples in the Bible where people minister. You see, every one of these relationships is supposed to produce something in your life. When you don't engage in any of these relationships, the thing that must come to you will not come. Knowing your pastor will bring something to your life. Seeing him in the right way will bring something to your life. Not seeing him as your enemy, 
has something it will bring to your life. Having a long-standing relationship has something it will bring to your life. Believing in him will bring something to you. Not being offended because as we go on a journey, by all means you'll be offended. Pastor will say something, you'll be offended. He will give you a certain counsel, you'll not like it. But that thing is supposed to bring something. Then finally, be ministering to him. There will be opportunities to minister to him. That one too will bring something to your life. Hmm. Matthew chapter 8. I need to close, but the thing is calling me. Verse 14. And when Jesus was come to Peter's house, he saw his mother, his wife's mother, laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her. And the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto him. There are different ways. I'm sure this ministration, it was maybe she cooked some food. She did some jollof, some chicken. I don't know what food Jesus liked, but I'm sure. You know the thing that your pastor likes. When you arrive, you can do something. Yeah. She ministered to him something because that thing was also bringing something into her life. For all you know, it was something she she did all the time. Anytime Jesus came. Anytime Jesus came to the house, she would minister. But that day she was not well. She was having malaria. Jesus said, wow. Then Katia Wonu is not coming. The woman is the... The woman doing the Katia Wonu is not well. So Jesus, because of the ministrations that he has been ministering, he decided to heal her so that the more of the Nkatia Wonu will come. Could it be that your miracle has not come, your healing has not come because you have not been ministering? It's possible. Luke chapter 8, verse 1. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout the city villages preaching. Showing the glad tidings of the kingdom. The twelve disciples were with him. And certain women which had been healed of, the, of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. And Joanna, the wife of Chooser, Chooser Herod's steward. And Susanna and many others which ministered to him of their substance. It's a type of ministration. Your substance, your money. Money. Not just in Katiawunu, but sometimes money. That is why next two weeks Sunday, we need some envelopes. Everybody will be carrying an envelope. Put some money inside for our father, our pastor, our prophet, who has blessed us, who has taught us, we must bring something on that day. The back people are not excited. Maybe I should stop preaching. Never miss an opportunity to bless a servant of God. To minister unto him. But you see, throughout the Bible, people were ministering. I can give you another one. Do you want another one? Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 16. I need to close. I need to close. Next week, I'll tell you more about the ministrations. But he said, this is somebody who had been ministered to he was speaking about the person who ministered to him he said the lord give mercy 
unto the house of Onesiphorus. Oh, this is somebody who has been ministered to. May the Lord give mercy to your house. Oh. You see, I'm expecting that when Bishop Dag receives the envelopes that have come from the Kodesh. Oh, Father, give mercy to the people at the Kodesh. Give mercy to the people at the Kodesh. Oh, it shall happen. It shall happen. He said, for, he's giving the reason why. I always tell you, when you see therefore, find out what it is there for. For he has often refreshed me <laughs> and was not ashamed of my chain. 17 says that, but when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and he found me. When he was at the Kodesh, he came to the first love church. He was looking for me to give me an envelope. Oh, I don't know whether people are here or they have decided to go back home. May you be able to go to the first love church and say, oh, Bishop, I've been so blessed by your ministry. Every day we are hearing from your book, I'm so blessed. Here's an envelope. Receive it, Bishop. Then he said, may the Lord give mercy to your house. The guy, even though the man was not there, he was looking for an opportunity to minister to him. We are fortunate sometimes, birthday, share six, six. But those times should not be the only times you minister to him. You can be there and pick an envelope. He's at the first love church. Just go there. Bishop, thank you. I'm the Kodesh, but I'm so blessed by you. You're my pastor. I have this envelope. Thank you very much. Thank you. He sought me out very diligently. It was not a normal searching. He went to look for him. And he found me. Verse 18. He said, The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. Charlie, this is somebody who has been ministered to. Speaking blessings out. Oh, on the day of judgment, when you are standing before the Lord, he said, may you find mercy. What more blessing do you need than this one? May he find mercy. He said what? In what? In that day, and in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus. He said, thou knowest very well. Even people knew how he was ministering to Paul. The things he was doing. Sometimes he would give him a car. Sometimes he will bring him a suit. Sometimes he will bring him some money. So, Pastor, take this envelope. Sometimes he will just drop some car keys. Pastor, I dropped some car keys for you. Can you receive it? You see, this one is different from giving an offering. Some people say, I've given an offering. For your information, in this church, no offering goes to a pastor direct. There are some churches, when the offering comes, they are standing, they are sharing the offering. No, here it's not like that. Give it to the person directly. So that he can receive the money and know that the money. May you be somebody who ministers to your pastor. And may every blessing that must come to you, come to you. Hey, my time is up. Stand to your feet. Let's close. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. With every eye closed, with every head bowed, maybe somebody invited you to church today, but you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to say, Pastor. Please pray with me. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. I also need a pastor over my life so that I can walk 
in these blessings you are talking about every head bowed all eyes closed you want to surrender your life to jesus wherever you are just lift up your right hand i'm going to pray with you wherever you are god bless you oh lift it up let it go up above your head let it go up above your head don't be shy god bless you god bless you let it go up let it go up god bless you i see many hands lifted at the back at the side god bless you if you have lifted up your hand do one more thing for me please come to me in front here move out of your seat ashes help them come those who are standing by them help them come maybe you can walk with them to the front clap for them as they come clap for them as they come come all the way come my dear sister come my brother oh keep clapping keep clapping come all the way come come on to jesus let him have his way keep clapping God bless you. God bless you. Come all the way. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Wow. What a day. What a day. What a day. There's some people coming from the back. Love for them as they come. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Wow. Those of you in front, just lift up your two hands. We're going to pray. It's a sign of surrender. Just pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus. This morning, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. From today, I will serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. God bless you so much. God bless you. See our lady pastor waving her hand there. Look this way. She's going to talk to you. She'll give you a book by the pastor of this church. It's going to help you walk with God. Go this way. Clap for them as they go. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.